welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. How are we doing? Hot. hot. I'm currently sweating, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> it's very hot in LA right now. Yeah, it's finally really, really summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had so much fun talking about Shiny last time. Thanks to everybody who had lovely things to say about the Shiny episode. And it everyone was... who isn't a Shawol but listened and had fun anyway. Yeah, we are always welcome. Always, <laughs> always. Um, and today's episode is very special. I've been, I had the idea to do this episode like probably two years ago. And I've just been waiting for this very special day <laughs> to cover it. So today's episode is celebrating a very special anniversary to me personally, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because 10 years ago today is the day that I discovered K-pop and my life was forever changed. How do you know that it was this specific day? Because this is the day that the YouTube video was posted Mm. and I was so... um, up on this YouTube channel, like I know I watched it the day the it day came it out released. because yeah. that was you part of my routine. On. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've never heard this story before, I'm I think I tell it in the first episode, and yeah, I've told that's it our origin stories other times since. But back in 2013. I wasn't like a super YouTube kid because I was uh, 25 years old, but I did always watch the Fine Brothers React channel and they put out an episode on July 18th called YouTubers React to Mm K-Pop. And we're going to watch this video later and put the video of us watching it up on Patreon um, just to relive the memories. But they basically... I actually think I've never seen this video. It should be a good time. I feel (laughs) like there's a really good chance that 80% of the YouTubers featured in it have since been canceled because (laughs) I feel like... I feel like that's the life cycle of a YouTuber. That whole generation of YouTubers, like a bunch of them have turned out to be creeps or whatever. But the point was that they just like sat all these YouTubers down and showed them a couple of k-pop music videos and specifically at the moment when they showed i got a boy by girls generation and the beat change Mm -hmm. music dropout part let me put it down another way something flipped in my brain and like i was forever changed and got super into k-pop from that moment yeah So I thought that it would be kind of a fun, funny exercise to take our general format for like a year in K-pop episode, but make it specifically about this week. Like what did K-pop look like at the moment that I discovered it? I love it, especially because this is not necessarily stuff that you would have known about at the time. It's just like, well, if you had been into K-pop, what was going on around when you first heard of it? I like it. Good little, we love a time travel. Yeah. So we have a couple of different like sections to talk about. Like we'll talk about what was cool in the charts and who came back that week and who had debuted recently, Mm -hmm. just to give you a timeline of what was going on. Um, what some of the news and rumors and drama of the day, what were people watching on TV? What were the yeah. K-dramas, the variety shows? What were fandom spaces like? Like, 
basically how did the K-pop, how did you operate in the K-pop world 10 years ago? Because so much has changed in unbelievable ways. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, especially because I feel like having this episode on the back of a shiny comeback is especially fun because it was their 15th anniversary. And so they have also been thinking a lot about the way that just the K-pop sphere has changed in the past decade. So we'll be keeping a lot of things in mind as far as like, oh, look at that. That doesn't exist anymore. Or right. Whatever. Or all We're these like, things that oh, didn't the exist yet. That yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, so let's dive in. Let's go for it. All right, we're going to start by taking a look at the top five on the Gown Digital Singles chart. And starting from number five, we have Brown Eyed Girls Recipe. Make it hot and sexy. This song was produced by Primary with lyrics by member Mirio and dynamic duos Cheja, and it was released as a pre-release for their album Black Box. And we talked more about this in the Brown Eyed Girls deep dive yes. that we have already done. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, it doesn't have a music video, but they did perform it on music shows. Um, and it has a really fun, like it starts as a chair dance. And then basically each one of the ladies gets a male dancer to be both like a prop and kind of a shadow to them. Like mm. there's a lot of like body rolls where like the guy is like behind her and like also doing Uh the body rolls um but it's great little jazzy number and something that i noticed when looking at this is the inky gaio stage that is in our playlist that we made has cha hyun sung in it the sunmi dancer boy that we all know and love so young and he's in the thumbnail even what wait i didn't even notice wait i have to i'm pulling that up right now (gasps) That's him? Yeah, it is. Look at him. I'm, I am gonna. He has a little fedora on. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, it is him. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even recognize him. I was too distracted by her in this adorable outfit, which is actually a two-piece and not a tiny dress like I thought it was. Wow. It's like seeing an old Shonu background. I know. Stage, except he's always in the background. Right. That's fun. All right, then we have number four, dynamic duo, BAM, with three A's. This song features an artist called Musi from UV, and the music video has Infinite, Monster, and Musi in it. Um, It's a very fun, like, laid-back, kind of groovy song. The music video has, like, a fun amount of cheek in it, because Dynamic Duo always has, like, pretty funny music videos and they're like very entertaining um and in this one they're being like cool guys but also still like being goofy yeah 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 um but there is funnily or i don't i don't know funnily enough feels like the wrong phrase but they do also have a choreography version because a big piece of this they do not dance but they have like eight or 10 female backup dancers and they have a very intricate dance that like you could see on the performances on music shows. And so there's a choreography version of this music video that just features the dancers, which is pretty good. It's a fun watch. Yeah. We saw a stage of this very recently when we did our, um, 
Hit stage hit a couple stage. of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. There was a stage for this yeah. in there. It's a good and there was a guy with a box on his head. Oh, that's right. Because the, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was primary, actually. Okay. The guy who produced recipe. Okay, there we and go. And he came out with the keytar. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's wow. right. I remember. All right, number three, we have a pink. No, no, no. about this song in our A Pink deep dive, but it was produced by Shin Sedong Tiger and the music video is by Hong Won Ki of Zany Bros, which I had to write down because we've talked about the Zany Bros before in our music video yes. episode. Um, and this song won them Bon Songs at the Golden Discs and the Soul Music Awards and it got them the Next Generation Global Star at the Mamas. Um, the choreography was insanely popular and the song itself was generally a pop culture sensation. It was incredibly iconic of the year and the time. Absolutely. Number two, we have a gown digital singles chart staple, <laughs> Da Vici with Missing You Today. was composed by Che Kyu Song and the duo Davici so loved the song that they wanted to put it out right away but they held it until the rainy season of the summer because the composer asked that it be released during that time in order to match the vibe mm. of the song. I just thought that was nice. Yeah. They were like, okay, fine, we'll respect your wishes because we love the song so much. But Davici is like a ballad duo that makes super long music videos. This one is six minutes and 35 seconds. It stars actress uh, Lee Dahee and Oh Ji-un. Um, and it's like a very long story about two women who basically keep like running into each other while they're each having they're their both own like, like nostalgic like vacation. To have both recently broken up with someone and are like yeah. on vacation, or like, like with someone their died, scrap. like yeah, I couldn't tell what was really it, happening. Either a but death they're both or a breakup. Sad, yeah, and like yeah, they keep being in the same places, yeah. like. But I together. really, I, I honestly laughed when like one of them is having a drunken breakdown at the table at the yes. soju tent, and then the other one is like timidly sitting at a table next to her and just like silently starts crying like seeing her cry and I don't know it was just so ridiculous yeah. I couldn't I couldn't take it it was a uh, Davici um okay and then number one on the gown digital singles chart for 2013 this particular week of 2013 yes. I should say uh was to anyone falling in love This song, we just recently talked about it because it was in the 2013 hit stage that we watched because it was so popular, but it was a very big change of pace for their usual concept. It's a reggae, electronic hip-hop song, um, and it is produced by Teddy, co-written by Park and Choice 37, um, and you can hear more about that in our To Anyone deep dive. Yeah, we've covered, we've covered so, so much of this, much of this already, <laughs> um, but yes, I do appreciate your note that Minzy's pink wig is fantastic. It's a good pink it's, wig. it's a very good way and, and we she noted, wore it on stage too yeah and yeah. we noted in the hit stage that the the difference in the usual concept is mostly noted by cl smiling so brightly yes. <laughs> she's having a really <laughs> fun time and is like 
cute instead of scary for maybe the first time into anyone's career. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into the gown album chart. So what those were the top singles. Now what are the top albums for this particular week? Starting with number five, we have a group called Shui or Shui. I'm guessing Shui. Don't be down. Okay, so unlike most of the stuff on this list, I had never heard of this group or this song. Apparently, the group's full name, because it's S-H-U hyphen I, Mm -hmm. it stands for Super Tribe, So Hot Union of Idols. (laughs) Which is fantastic. That is great. Uh, and Shui apparently translates to handsome in Mandarin, which okay. is why I'm guessing at that pronunciation. Um, but this was a five-member boy group that had been mostly active in Japan since their debut in 2009. And this was their first Korean EP. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. This music video is really interesting. They like... Cheap. Cheap, Very but cheap. like they're doing a lot. <laughs> they there's a whole choreo part where they're like tied with strings to Very, the ceiling, yeah. mm-hmm. and no they do that like attached. no strings attached yeah. thing. And and then there's like a lot of cutscene B roll of like a moth trapped in a glass and like <laughs> bubbles uh condensation and then like tarantula legs. <laughs> um, so it has like a creepy vibe. Um, and yeah, and then they performed it on like a couple of music shows. I didn't find that many stages, so I don't know how bit long this right, right, promotion right. was since they were mostly active in Japan. Yeah. And the album chart is, as we discussed in the chart episode, and this is a weekly chart, it's like yeah. physical sales for like a specific seven day period. Mm-hmm. So they were popular enough to make it to number people five. people bought enough albums. Yeah, but it was Would they long. have made it on the whole yearly album chart? Maybe Doubtful. not. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> All right, number four for this week is Vix Hide. Content warning again for tarantulas because there are tarantulas, snakes, and worm maggot things in like bloody meat that is supposed to look like a heart. This music video is very disturbing imagery, (laughs) just as a warning. It's very gross. (laughs) And also, but, but Ravi's triangle bangs (laughs) should be seen. Yeah. They deserve to be seen. Uh, Luckily, you can catch them in the music stages uh, because they're quite wild. This was Vix's first EP. Both the cover of this album and the repack, which was called Jekyll, have all of the members shirtless in the woods and then like school pictures, but like with shoulders. So very saucy. Um, And this is, again, a Zany Brothers music video. Okay. We love to see it. Of the time. Of the time. I love it. I love it. Uh, number three on the list is Super Junior d and I Want to Dance. Uh, this, I feel like, is just a testament to how freaking popular Super Junior was at the time mm-hmm. because this is actually a Japanese single, um, but it peaked at number three on the Oricon chart as well, which is yeah. the Japanese album chart. 
Um, this has a fun fake street scene uh, dancing music video with a real, you know, yeah. D&E choreography. And I just have to say this because I can't think of another time that I would say it. But I saw like probably a couple of months ago, there was like on Twitter, people were doing a like who are examples of people who are like look the same like mm. who are people that look the same that you wouldn't expect look the same or whatever and somebody pointed out that dong and top have the same face and once i looked at it like now i can't unsee it and what? it's so crazy but they literally have the same face no way yes they i think do. both of those guys are really hot and i've never noticed i'm pulling them up right now Oh no. They do have similar faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. I wouldn't say it's the same. It's not exactly face. the same. There's a couple of pictures that are like, whoa, holy but, shit. Yeah, they're but very like, similar. They do have really the, similar, similar faces. Because the, I feel like the features that are super strong for them are the same. Yeah. Like the eyebrows and the chin. Wow. Hmm. Well, when you got to type. Yeah. <laughs> you got to type. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was number three on the chart. Okay, so number two is A Pink Secret Garden, and the title song is No, 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 which we just heard. Um, but this was their third EP, their first release with six members. Like I said, we have a whole deep dive on them, um, but it hit number 41 for the year, sold 69,000 copies, and the overall theme of the album was healing. So it was meant to have a fresh concept. Mm -hmm. And I just wrote, because I was thinking about it, and I even to prepare to this for this episode, like I recreated essentially my first K-pop playlist to try to like put myself back in it. And I feel like I can't even describe how important this album is to me. Because I feel like when I first, so my origin story, I saw Girls' Generation video, loved it made a Pandora station, which I'll talk about later in the episode of Girls' Generation, and then heard an A-Pink song, specifically Booby Boo. I talked about this in the first episode. And then I got super into A-Pink. But those first like two weeks of me being a K-pop stan, the only thing I had to listen to was like this single A-Pink album. I must have listened to the other earlier ones, but they only had three. So they yeah. had like 16 songs total and they were the only thing I listened to for weeks. And so when I hear any song off of Secret Garden, like the way that it transports me is wild. Every single song on it, I know like completely phonetically. Yeah. Like at the time I had absolutely no understanding of Korean, didn't even know any words, but I like you knew every syllable yeah, of yeah, those yeah. songs. Totally. And like, I don't know, it's just like so deeply important to me. And I listened to it so, 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 so much. I love it. All right, number one on the gown album chart was by a band named My Name. It was their first mini album, and the title track was Baby, I'm Sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. 
So this was a five-member boy group made by Fly to the Skies, Juan He. They are, according to Wikipedia, still together. And we have watched this yeah. music video. We got them in the random game, I think, at years some and point. Years and years and yeah. years ago. So long ago. But so the music video for this track has a runtime of seven minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> uh, the video processing apparently delayed its release, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Uh, the music video was filmed in Busan over five days with over a hundred extras and cost 500 million won and the director actually entered a 30 minute version of it into a film festival because the mu- the music video is based on a film called something I don't remember uh, I don't remember what the name of the <laughs> my friend I think is the name of the movie yes that makes sense because it is about a group of friends where like the music video is about a group of friends and one of the members is like a you know punchy guy for the mob he beats people up I don't remember what that's called it's not a hitman because he doesn't kill people he just like he's just a goon up. I don't yeah, know he's a goon but he's the number one goon he kicks the best ass. okay and then another one of the friend groups becomes a goon for a rival mob person and then he dies and then the other guy dies and then everybody dies uh-huh it's All very members, bloody lots yeah. of fighting the music video and the teaser were rated at R19 for violence, and it stars uh, actor Yu Osong and martial artist Yoshihiro Akiyama uh, and Dong Hyun Kim. And Yoshiro Akiyama, if you watched Physical 100, this is Chu Sung Hoon, Sexyama. <laughs> He's the dad from the first season of Return of Superman, yeah. and he kicked so much ass on Physical 100. He was one of the oldest contestants, and you would never know it because dude is jacked as hell. Fit. Fit. <laughs> And he's fit in this too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. So that was a fun, uh, when I first saw that on the list, I was like, who the heck is that? And then when I had to rewatch this almost eight minute long music video, I was like, God damn it. I remember I remember this. this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So those were the gown charts. Yes. For Top this week. five singles and albums. I also thought it would be fun to go in and see who won the music shows this week. So on the 17th of July, the show champion winner was a pink for no, 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 which was their second win of their entire career. They all cried. It was a like video win. Like they weren't on the stage. It was like they were standing on a video and they thought that they were just making like a promo for show champion. And then they tell them that they won. Oh, and then so they it's all, like a nice surprise. It's like a surprise and that they all cry. Fun. It's very sweet. And just for history's sake, at the time, Show Champion was hosted by Tiara Unjung and Amber of FX. Nice. The I next, like that context. Yeah. Of like, who were the, who were the, hosts? Who were the hot What's MCs? going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the 18th on M Countdown... 21 won for Falling in Love, and at the time, M Countdown was hosted by Bora and Soyu of Sistar. On the 19th, Music Bank, A-Pink won, and at the time, Music Bank was hosted by 2AM Jinwoon and actress Park Se-Young, who would go on to marry my Woo-Young on 2PM like six months later. So that was exciting to see her. Then on the 20th, on Music Core, 21 won for Falling in Love. And at the time, Music Core was hosted by my Mino. 
actress Kim So Hyun and the comedian Hong Chol, who's that like funny guy that's in the Touch My Body music video. Yes. And then on the 21st, on Inky Gayo, 21 won for falling in love. And at the time, Inky Gayo was hosted by Kwang Yi and IU with actor Lee Hyun Woo. And I was able to find this whole Inkigayo episode on YouTube in parts. I couldn't find, I really had hoped that some of the other shows were available in their entirety just so I could see, but only mm -hmm. Inkigayo was up. Mm. So I watched the whole thing yesterday. It was a really good time. But some of the stages, and I want to like play some of the silly ones, but we had Infinite doing Destiny, 21 did Falling in Love, EXO was still promoting Wolf. Mm -hmm. There was this M Black PSA called energy saving song <laughs> amazing so that was funny and cute it was just like a little like cartoony thing of them like don't turn on your air conditioner just use, use a, a paper fan, fan. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm black but my air conditioner is on right now yeah we need it it's sorry, hot rain we also had stages from Ajax, Two Eyes, Beck Ayan, Dynamic Duo doing Bam, John Park, who was like a guitar boy, mm, sang a fun. song called Baby Baby. There was a band called Cola Voice, Dal Shabet, Ailey. And then this other performance that I, it's only a minute and I think we need to watch the whole thing. Fantastic. And it's called EXO's it. Traffic Safety Song. EXO. They made them do so much dumb shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. Children. Sad. This is as loud as it goes. <laughs> I'm putting both of my headphones on. Beckon and Chanyeol drunk, drunk driving. driving. No, no, no. <laughs> Not allowed. Oh my god. Don't watch TV in the car either. Sleepy oh, lay. Don't drive sleepy. sleepy either. It is very dangerous <laughs> to drive sleepy. No drinking, no phone, no sleepy. Wow. That was a fun flashback, so I had to I include it. I love that. We also had stages from After School, Jewelry, Boys Republic, Bestie, A Pink, No, 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 and the My Name Baby, I'm Sorry. I love it. And we're going to talk about most of those people yeah. throughout this whole episode. Um, another interesting thing that happened this week was on the 18th of July was the Mnet 20s Choice Awards. And this was the seventh and final yearly Mnet award show. And the tagline was Korea's first summer award ceremony for those in their 20s, where play and culture coexist. Winners are selected in 20 categories. Mm, okay, so like the Teen Choice Awards, but the 20s Choice yes, Awards. Yes, 20s Choice Awards. Love it. And it appeared through my research that 
The reason that this was the last one is that in 2014, instead, they celebrated the 10th anniversary of M Countdown. Okay. And then in 2015, they started hosting KCON oh. as an M Countdown episode. So it seems that the KCON shows replaced, replaced. this. Hmm, interesting. But it was like a music show and an award show. So there were performance stages from CL, Shiny, Infinite Sistar, Shinwa, Lee Hyori, Stellar, uh, Wonder Boys, Show Me the Money cast, and Girls Day. And the K-pop category winners, because they were like acting and mm, sports. It was very like stuff. Teen Choice yeah. Awards. So the K-pop winners were CL won the Style Award for her baddest female comeback. Nice. Shiny won the Performance Award for Dream Girl. Amazing. And they performed Why So Serious. And they were wearing... Um, suits that were short pants mm. and the suits were totally spray painted in like a million different colors so like they look very colorful and fun Shinwa won the global star award mm. sistar won the online award okay and Shinwa also won the voice award wow. so Shinwa 2013 two, still big for yeah, Shinwa. still around Love it. still around all right, so next up we have comebacks that happened this week. So on July 15th, we had a comeback from JYJ's Junsu uh, with the song Incredible. This is Junsu's second Korean album, and it is released under his stage name, Shash, X-I-A. Um, so, like, if you Google it, that's what it, it doesn't come up under. I mean, if you Google Junsu, it'll come up. But just so you know, officially, it's under right. Shah. Um, and he did promote a second single off of it called 11 AM. Um, and yeah, the title track apparently also features an American artist named Quincy. Um, it was written by Shah and Bruce Automatic Vanderveer. It's a very, very brightly colored, like party music video. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And the full song house itself party. is like sexual. Mm -hmm. You make me feel incredible. And he's like body rolling on a bed and there's a white lady on the bed too so like we know what we, we know what it's about but it's like a very much like summer party song and yeah, yeah, he yeah. looks hot he does it. look hot yeah and it's good but the as, album art he has really pretty eyeshadow on like ooh. one eye is blue and one eye is green yeah. yeah his hair is a little a little rooster it's like very it shaved is, on the side and like very really tall. shaved on the sides yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But he also, like, as we've noted many times, JYJ was banned from television Correct. for uh, going SM against purposes. SM or whatever. Yeah. So he did do, like, a comeback show, but it aired online. Yeah. It was, mm -hmm. like, an online no, thing. No he doesn't music show performances. Because they're blacklisted. <laughs> erased from the SM timeline. All right, the very same day, perhaps as purposeful competition, <laughs> EXO put out their wolf colon drama version music videos. And you're not going to hear a clip of this because it's like a drama. Yeah. These, this was, they did release both Korean and Chinese versions of each episode, but this is a multi-episode 
like production that came out. You can, they're all still on YouTube, but I don't think that they're subbed. Um, at least not the official one, but basically it's an album sampler for an album that had already been out for a month. Mm -hmm. Um, because the XO XO first album, yes. which Wolf is on came out in like May or April. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's their debut day. Um, whatever it had been out for a while. Yes. And then they released these drama versions, which tell a story of a new kid in school who's different uh and i found a description of it that said quote with more on the wall backflips than you would expect <laughs> yeah they are doing a lot of flipping around and it's very true it's very true yeah this was interesting because this particular exo comeback as discussed in the exo deep dive was the first time that they promoted as 12 because mm -hmm. the first album in 2012 was two separate albums XOK yeah. XOM. so this was their albums. first like exo yeah, album yeah, yeah. where they were a 12 member group now mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 exactly all right the next day july 16th infinite came back with destiny such a good song mm -hmm. this song was written and produced by arphabet uh, the music video reportedly cost a billion won to produce, and it was filmed at Universal Studios along with a few other locations in L.A. And Infinite was reportedly the first K-pop group that was allowed or given permission to film in these locations. Um, as we discussed in the deep dive, this is the music video that has a second version that never came out out of respect to an airplane crash. The original music video had like scenes of them or footage of them in the airplane yeah so they took that out and so the official music video is titled parentheses version b but there is no version <laughs> a so if you go to look for it that is it why. doesn't exist so um, don't look too hard <laughs> uh but we did do a whole deep dive on infinite um so if you want to know more about this comeback check that out uh but they went on to win four music show trophies this album sold 166,000 copies um and yeah very much guns out buckle straps fingerless gloves stage outfits yeah good good looks all around definitely good yeah. looks for infinite for mm -hmm. sure that same day shiny released green rain as a queen's classroom ost <laughs> as the ending theme for the series called Queen's Classroom. It was written, composed, directed, and arranged by Kenzie. Um, and yeah, it's just beautiful. And take it away. I just wrote that this is another <laughs> song that is randomly and weirdly too important to me. Um, because when I did, like a week later, discover that Shiny existed, it was like, this was a brand new song. Yeah. And I, I didn't understand the concept of like OST. OST like It was a new music video. And it, they were in it, and they look so beautiful. Yeah. A, the shiny members look they freaking gorgeous look in this video because it's got lots of clips from the drama, which mm -hmm. looks really sad. Like it's, it's like a just, mean teacher and kids crying. Yeah, like it's every single scene is a child crying in this woman's class. But they did film scenes with Shiny and the entire cast like doing like gym. a little line yeah. dance in the cafeteria, like. 
yeah. to tie it all together. And Disney Prince Ricky Kim was in this show. So like he's back there looking gorge. Great. And like, I don't know. I just weirdly, this is another song that I know <laughs> backwards and forwards totally phonetically because I was obsessed with it yeah. in this particular moment it's all you had it's all i had i love it all right the next day july 17th kim hyun jung came out with unbreakable featuring jay park Uh, so Hyunjung is from Double S 501 and he was also in Boys Over Flowers. He is a drunk driver and has been accused of domestic abuse. So just a little bit of context for who he is. But at this moment, he was just a real cool, popular yes. hot guy. <laughs> and this music video is just like abs out and like the album cover feature like focuses on the like goblin tattoo on his chest. Um, and this was a pre-release for his third EP, which is called Round Three. The song was written by Lee Song Jae, Jay Park, Stephen Lee, Goldfingers, and Drew Ryan Scott. And the music video and the song mix traditional Korean music and performance elements with modern hip hop. Um, and yeah, there's just like a ton of shirtlessness and shirtlessness. Shirtlessness and shirtlessness. <laughs> and tattoos and everywhere. Tattoos, yeah. A lot of fake ones, Jay Park's real ones. <laughs> tattoos everywhere you look for sure for sure <laughs> and but that little like okay this they don't sound alike at all but the chorus where he goes and i don't even know if this is what he's really saying but it sounds like he's saying she boom she boom she boom yeah yeah uh -huh. and it makes me think of she bang uh the ricky martin song ah. which isn't at all <laughs> she right. bang. it sounds totally different but anyway that's what's in my head right now <laughs> all right on the same day bap came back with Hurricane. This is their second title track from their third EP. It was produced and written by Marco and June Dawoon, and the music video is filmed in Vegas. The music video for the other title track off of this album was also filmed in the States. Because when you okay. come over here, you got to knock them yeah, out. Yeah, get it all done. Exactly. Make your money worth. I had The Vegas part of it, I found I was tickled by it as a Las Vegas enthusiast who goes there a lot. Like looking at <laughs> Vegas 10 years ago, being like, oh, yeah, that was still there. And like the strip didn't because Vegas changes so much so yeah. often. It was kind of fun to like see an old version of it. And I also was so curious, like they must have had to film this music video at like 4 30 in the morning oh yeah because there's like just no one around yeah. well so apparently i actually read that while they were filming in different because they film like all, all over. over like in old vegas mm -hmm. and on the strip and just like in the middle of stuff and apparently they like drew a crowd of people that like came to see like not necessarily people who knew who they were but like vegas hey, they're filming people are something. everywhere yeah. and there's boys dancing like let's go watch it that the police had to come and be like, back up, back up, back <laughs> up, or whatever. So they apparently, there were people out Okay, because the, there there's like people. no one on the yeah, streets yeah, yeah. in the video, and it's like They've really unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> they got told to move. Um, but yeah, so BAP. The next day, July 18th, Beast, currently known as Highlight, at the time known as Beast, released Hard to Love, comma, How to Love, uh, with three 
title tracks or three singles, but their title track that they were promoting on this week was Shadow. This was their second studio album, third overall. Uh, the song Shadow was composed by Yong Jun Hyung and his writing partner Kim Tae-ju. Actually, the entire album was uh, written, written and produced by those two people. Um, and this album won the group Bonsang Awards at the Golden Discs, Melon Music Awards at the 23rd Soul Music Awards, and Shadow won a Melon Music Award for Best Music Video and three music show trophies. So it was very popular. But again, tarantulas and snakes and weird mealy worms and birds and birds this one also has they birds. Have like hawks yes. they're like yeah, they're like holding bird handling like, they're like falconing falconry yeah falconry. i was like what's it called where falconry, you hold birds where you have a bird <laughs> um yeah and then there's a guy that's like totally painted like a skeleton and he does like weird dancing <laughs> and then they like have two of him on the screen and it's a very very uh, it's very of the time yes especially when it's on the same list as like hide like yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm watching the same thing over and over. It is wild. But anyway, that was the trend, I For guess. For sure. All right. And then last but not least, on July 19th, we had a group called Odd Eye, not related to Luna, come back with Follow Me. was a three-member girl group uh, that promoted a new genre of music called string pop with the fusion of classical and pop music. So two of them played the violin and one of them played the cello. Um, and this song was composed by Ventura, producing team of Lee Jin-woo and DJ Suli. Um, and it's very cool. Like, yeah. honestly, this song is groovy as fuck. Yeah, it's a really good, like, catchy song. It has, like, great vibes. And I found a performance version of the music video where they are playing their instruments and doing like leg choreo at the same time amazing i was like so impressed and they had like a cool like 60s like mod kind of vibe like mm. one of them has the like flippy curly that yeah. girl hair and like frosty eye makeup and like mm -hmm. little short dresses and like yeah they were like actual musicians yeah. it was i wanted to try to find more about them but because of luna odd eye circle it was it's really impossible. hard to find yeah. anything other than like their melon page mm -hmm. so i knew they existed but like yeah. i couldn't find out like what their names are or what they're doing now like yeah i couldn't find them you know which is really too bad because i would love to find more of their music like it has a super retro vibe to it like even the music video has has kind of like mod aesthetics to it in the like background of the it reminded it, like me of the groove simple... is in the heart music yes! video yes <laughs> i was thinking the say i was like oh they're like ace of bass yeah 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 love it um but anyway too bad that they're so hard to find yeah. nowadays darn it luna with that seo <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that takes us to recent debuts. So this wasn't, this is not necessarily a list of debuts that happened this week, but here are major debuts that happened within the last month. Yeah, just to set the to scene. To give some context for what's happening in the world of K-pop at the time. So a major comeback or a major debut that is notable now. Uh, on June 12th, BTS debuted with their album Too Cool for School. 
school with the numbers two, four, and a K in school. <laughs> and they had two singles, uh, a pre-release called No More Dream, which sounds like this. Uh, so that was a pre-release and they also put out We Are Bulletproof colon part two. Both of those songs were written and produced by P-Dog, Hitman Bang, Supreme Boy with uh, lyrics by Rap Monster Sugar and J-Hope. And both of those music videos were produced by Zany Bros, so on trend. And they have choreography by Son Song Dok, uh, which we don't usually note the choreography, but I found the name of the choreographer. Hey. So I was like, hey, great. Shout out to that Write guy. Write it down. Um, but yeah, if you have never heard bts's debut song that's what it sounded, that's what like. It sounded like very different vibe <laughs> <laughs> and very different aesthetic yeah in the for music sure video but it's like watching the monster x music yes. video or like debut and seeing that exact same like silly hip-hop drop crotch uh, yeah, pants drop bandana crotch, like hair, bandanas so many bandanas and skateboards yeah, yeah, yeah. and graffiti <laughs> They're too cool for school. They're too cool for school. <laughs> too cool to spell school correctly. All right. On June 20th, we had Two Eyes debut with Don't Mess With Me. So Two Eyes was a five-member girl group under Citus HQ, and they were originally called... I'm going to guess this was pronounced as gods because it's got G-O-D with a five yeah, at the end. that makes sense. Because they're modeled after G-O-D. Um, but they were renamed for their ability to communicate with the audience with their eyes. Um, and this music video, is, there, there are two versions of this music video. One that is like choreo-focused box video that has like a graffiti box. And as we noted while we were watching it, one of the girls is wearing the same <laughs> Drop crotch pants as one of the boys in BTS. Like the same the pattern ones. is the same. <laughs> and they have the same like black and white bandanas everywhere, hip hop. And concept. the like the hats with the spikes and yes, like all the same all stuff. All the things. All the things. Um, but there were two versions of this music video, that one, and also a drama version that stars the actor Kim Woopin, um, okay. who is a pretty recognizable face. Yeah. And then on July 11th, so the most recent in terms of this week, was the group Bestie that debuted with the song Pitta Pat. Bestie was a four-member girl group under YNB Entertainment, and three of the members were previously in EXID. If you're confused by that, listen to, to the our EXID, EXID deep, deep dive, dive, and we'll explain <laughs> to you about the casting of ESI EXID. Uh, the music video stars Joe Kwan and Yu Se-yoon, um, and it's just kind of like a fun little like Tiara-style club song, yeah. a little sister booty shaking in yeah. there. And some very short shorts. Very short shorts. That was all I, in the music video and all of the stages. I was just like <laughs> so taken aback by how short their shorts are. Because I feel like I, we talk about this. There's no sexy groups anymore because everyone's too young. Right. But like yeah. the shorts and the high heels like was yes. such a thing. And yeah. like nobody does that anymore. You know, which is funny because when I was putting together the notes for these comebacks and, and stuff, 
specifically the A Pink album was supposed to be fresh and girly, young and innocent because everyone was doing sexy and they were like, everybody does sexy girls. We're going to do fresh young girls instead. So they wore longer skirts and they did sweet little dances. And it's funny because now it's like it's all come back around the other Mm -hmm. way. All right, moving into some news, rumors, drama, etc. The goss, that's what we're really here for. Um, And this all was pretty difficult for me to find. I did my best to try to see what I could find of what was going on. So, on July 15th, YG announced a whole bunch of delays. <laughs> like they had, you know, I'm sure at the beginning of the year announced a lot of plans and had to backtrack on them. And the main one was that, quote, the survival program win, the program that was to help form a new YG boy group for the first time in seven years, will be postponed until July 26th for several reasons. But with the postponement of the program, there will be some positive changes made to the solo debut plans for Kang Sung Yoon, who will be competing on the show Win. And Sung Yoon is like, I believe, the main vocalist of Winner, or like he is mm. he is a winner. He became a winner. Okay, great. But I thought this was interesting. He became because- a winner. <laughs> I just thought this was interesting because it was like, this show hadn't aired yet and Winner and Icon didn't exist. Yeah, and like, that is interesting. I don't interesting. know, it's just a fun piece of history. Um, He's the leader of Winner. Okay, there we go. I knew he was like important to Winner somehow. I mean, if he was getting a pre, pre-show He's debut, gotta be some big deal. They obviously were gonna put him in the winning group. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah, that yeah. be crazy if they had like debuted him as a soloist and then done the survival show and been like, Not and then you. he didn't? <laughs> or what if they went through the whole survival show and they were like, actually, we're only debuting him. All the rest of you can go home. That wouldn't have been surprising, <laughs> that actually. Would have been awful. <laughs> uh, but luckily, that didn't happen. The next thing I saw was on July 16th, and this was a full rumor at the time, which is funny to look back on. But the rumor was former Wonder Girl Sunmi may be releasing a solo album. Ooh, I wonder (laughs) if she will. That would be so good. But this was like a... Do you think JYP will be involved? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) But this was like a full rumor because apparently like a dancer had posted some photos on their social media that like alluded to them practicing for something. And then on a Wonder Girls TV show or some kind of Wonder Girls content, for a split second, they showed the desktop of the computer in the dance practice room. And there was a folder on the desktop that was titled Sun Me. And so people were like, (laughs) They're working on something for Sunmi. I love. Isn't that the crazy? Fucking <laughs> it's the it's the f- upside down face and the spoon kind of shit yeah. that we just don't get anymore. I know. Damn it! <laughs> Fans these days don't know how easy they have it. You Actually, can find though, out anything. I did see a really funny sleuthing moment this week. Speaking of, I love where. It. I'm sure you saw the 17 in the pool pictures that like broke the internet. Did you not? I didn't. Okay. 17 was at some hotel somewhere goofing around in the pool. And we got three incredible shirtless woozy pictures that broke the internet. Oh, sure. He's crazy buff. And no one had seen it before. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But 
there's a picture. Mingyu took a picture of Woozy, like in the wave pool. You can see the lifeguard over here, whatever. At the exact same time, one of the oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wrong about the girl group. It was like a La Seraphim or a New Jeans or one of the like newer girls was at the same hotel took a picture up on the 15th floor, like in the window. And in the background, you can see Mingyu taking the picture of Woozy. Like it's exactly at like that That's moment. That's so weird. Yeah. It was also really where, weird. I wonder where they were, that they were at the same thing. They must've been like perform, whatever. That's, that's 2023. And yeah, we're, we're not talking about that now. But anyway, anyway, that is very funny. I'm yeah. glad sleuthing still exists. That people are still looking it's too a fa- hard It's a fandom pictures. staple. <laughs> yeah. It's a fan- yeah, you need to analyze all the backgrounds and like zo- enhance those pixels. Enhance, enhance, enhance. Enhance, enhance. Um, another piece of news. On July 17th, the headline was demand for Ailey's new album, Adol- A's Dollhouse, is high. And the story was that her album, which included her single You and I that she was promoting this week, was released on July 12th, and it sold out completely in stores way quicker than they expected. So her agency had to apologize and say that, like, they had just ordered, they had ordered enough copies based on how many people had bought the last album, Mm. and it turned out to be way more popular. So they were like, oh, we're going to, we're talking to the manufacturers and basically apologizing to try to get more albums printed. So good for Ailey. Um, Another piece of news from July 17th was that JYJ was going to appear on an Australian TV show called Pop Asia. Ooh, fun. So that was like exciting for Australia. And for JYJ fans. Yeah. Another huge piece of history that no one knew how huge it would be at the moment. But on July 17th, FX's pink tape teasers got released. Huge. 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 But no one knew how huge at the moment. Um, And then this next piece of news on July 18th was probably the biggest thing that was happening at this time. And on July 18th, the Korean government... Ministry of Defense officially abolished the entertainment soldier system. Mm. We talked about this a little bit in our like army episode, but here's the explanation from the press statement. The promotional support brigade was set up to promote the military and raise the morale of soldiers. But due to unpleasant issues that have occurred, the military's image has only been tarnished (laughs) and it has also brought down the morale of other soldiers who have been diligently serving. As the purpose of the celebrity soldier branch was to promote the military, the public's faith, faith is important, but due to various problems, we have only lost the public faith. Because in the, like, months before this, A, Rain got caught dating Kim Tae-hee, who was the it girl of the moment. So everybody was, A, really mad that she Mm -hmm. was dating, that she was dating Rain, that Rain was in the military and was supposed to be at work, and, like, he was out gallivanting with a girlfriend. But then, a couple weeks later, Seven got caught going out to a nasty massage parlor. And so then they had to like shut the whole thing down because essentially 
It doesn't seem that different from some of the jobs that idols get these days, but previous to this, there literally was a celebrity unit of the military and they like didn't have to do military job and they got a crazy amount of vacation time and they like just went around and like performed at bases to raise morale, which I think is wild because I feel like the other guys would just be like, well, I have to, how does that raise anyone's morale? Exactly, exactly. Like if if they went around and did shows for the public, that's one thing. Right. And then be like, yeah, like your military is so cool. It has rain in it. But then to put on essentially like, this is a bad, like an inappropriate term, but like a USO show for yeah. like the, the troops, wouldn't they just be like, well, fuck this guy. He he gets to sing and dance yeah, and, and I have to go to like- yeah, whatever the hell I'm doing over here. Like also, the, don't they usually want to see like the brave girls? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to see rain. Yeah. I don't, um, yeah. I don't know. So essentially this was a very big deal. Celebrity unit is like abolished. And so I feel like the idols who, um, who enlisted after this, like TVXQ were like, we're going to be cops. And it was like, people started taking like real military jobs to try to like offset this at first. And now I think we're back in a time of like, just take the public service job, be gone longer. Yeah. Like nobody actually wants to do active duty military service. But this was like the big drama at the time. Celebrity soldiers, they're a problem. And so they can't be a thing anymore. Um, so on this day, they also announced that Rain would be released from the military on August 3rd. And that was also a really big kerfuffle because people were like, he should, he should serve yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Sai had to serve twice because of the celebrity. Yeah. Like I looked at a whole article and like some of like... the celebrity soldiers got like 300 days of vacation time and they're only oh, supposed yeah. to be there for like 600 days. Insane. Like they insane. really yeah. did get very special, special treatment. So for sure, for sure. And I remember like Sai read it cause he was like still, wasn't he like promoted? Yeah, he I was like he was actively like working. working. <laughs> like you're not supposed to be making money while you're in the military, whatever. There's a whole thing. Um, It makes sense. It's fine. It's whatever. Big piece of news. Another fun news for July 18th. Taemin turned 20, 21 in Korean age, but happy birthday, Taemin. It's Taemin's birthday birthday. today. I'm wearing my Taemin t-shirt to celebrate our baby turning 30. He's 30 years old. (laughs) He's officially spent half his life being a giant. But at this time, he was only 20, and he wrote a letter to his fans asking them to donate to charities instead of buying him birthday presents. Sweet. So that was the news for that day. Um, Another piece of news on July 18th, the, like, headline was that HaHa and Biol posted a, like, nice selfie, like, in in anticipation of their son being born, That was the headline on the 18th, but their son was born on July 9th, Mm. but the public didn't know about him until he was a hundred days old. Cause like, that's kind of the thing there is like your kid doesn't get like a name or like announced until they're a hundred days old. Mm. So he was already born, but that wasn't public knowledge at the time. Gotcha. Dream is his name. And I have been watching Haha bus lately on Vicky early recommendation for a really fun show it's just Haha and Bill, and they gave them a fun little camper bus, and they Cute. take their three adorable 
amazing, well-behaved, precious children all around the country and eat so much food and meet people. And it's just like a really sweet show. They're a really sweet couple and their kids are so adorable and it's really nice. So Haha Bus is nice. But fun thing, like Baby Dream, he was little and now he's 10. Wow. Um, let's see what else. On July 20th, a girl's generation was performing in Taiwan as a part of their GG world tour. Amazing. So that's going on. And then I also saw on July 20th, this was not news at the time, but per the dates on the YouTube, the very famous 17 TV clips with all the like baby 17s were posted on this day. That's really funny. History. History. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right, moving on to like what was the K drama and variety scene at the moment in 2013. So I noticed that the I Can Hear Your Voice OST was like all over the charts. The show was airing from June until August, but like a lot of the under the top five that we talked about, like the I Can Hear Your Voice OST mm. was like everywhere. So that seems to be like the drama of the moment. Gotcha. But there is also a variety show called I Can See Your Voice. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yes. And when I was trying to find clips from the I Can Hear Your Voice OST, it was very the difficult TV to show find. was yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, instead. Yeah. Got it. I okay. think that came later, probably gotcha. off the back of this. Fair enough. Yeah. But I feel like the probably the biggest thing is that We Got Married was the moment. Yeah. We Got Married was still really, really popular. Thing. It was a very major thing. All of the top posts on like the Soompi forums, like we're about we got married, couples past and present. Everyone was really excited about we got married. And we have a whole episode about we got married where we talk about it for so, so, yeah. so long. So, if so you don't check know what that, that is, out. we'll listen to that. <laughs> but the couples at the moment were 2AM Jin Woon and a model named Go Jun Hee. And then Jo Jung Chi and Che. Jung In, who were musicians and an actual couple mm, yeah. who had been dating for like 10 years. And Cute. so I feel like she made him go on the show to be yeah. like, pretend to be married to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are married now. Right. But at the time they weren't. And of course, Shiny Taemin and A Pink Noun, which is such a huge part. Hugely important. Of my origin story. <laughs> um, let's see. What else was on? There was a show called Our Neighborhood Sports and Education, but its English title was Cool Kids on the Block. Oh, yeah. And this was like a sports show. And on this week, on July 16th, it was the Badminton Series. And the idols on that were Changmin from TVXQ, Nikun and Chansung from 2PM, Field Dog, Field Dog, and John Park. Nice. Um, over on Running Man on the 21st, the only guest was Susie from Miss A. So there's that. Um, there was also a show called Barefoot Friends that would ho- was also hosted by Kang Ho-dong. He hosted Our Neighborhood Sports as well. And this was like a show about experiencing different aspects of life. And the July 21st episode was titled Overcoming Fear of Diving. So I guess it was about diving and the guests, the idol guests were all of infinite Lee June from M black Joe Kwan from 2 AM, all of 2 PM sister and rainbow. Wow. And I guess they all did diving. I wonder if all of them were afraid. (laughs) They must've been the title says they needed to be. 
Um, there was also a show on at the time called Dad, Where Are You Going? And this was like a proto Return of Superman because Return of Superman hadn't started mm-hmm. yet. But it was like actors who are dads take their kids on like a travel, like camping trip, like all together okay. in a big bus. Um, but the kids were not babies. Like most of them were like tweens and like a little older. Oh. Um, but it made lots of news and it was like very popular at mm. the time. And I feel like it inspired Return, Return of, of Superman, Superman, which became its whole own thing. And also let's go dream team was still on the air. Very important. This was another fun sports show and they were also diving on July 21st. Oh, it was the summer special celebrity diving contest. Wow. Weird. And there were a lot of people on this episode, but some of the idols that were participating were Dalshabet's Gaun, 100% Sangun, Two Eyes Dawson, they had just, just debuted, debuted a week ago, wow. and MIB Gangnam. Nice. Um, Let's but, Go Dream Team is a great type of show that doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, and gave us some incredibly high content, high quality Mino content. Absolutely high quality Mino content. Smile for the camera. Smile for the camera. Um, I also, I mean, I was looking like I didn't write it down, but Happy Together was still very important at mm. this time. But on this particular week, there were only athletes on that week's episode of Happy Together, but there Ooh. were often idols on that show. I felt like only writing down the things where there was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Idols on the variety shows. But those were some of the big, important variety shows at the time. Nice. Okay. And my last uh, little section of uh, discussion is what were the fandom spaces at the time? Like, if you were a K-pop fan, where did you go to express your love of K-pop or learn things about Mm K-pop. Yeah, what were your options at the time? And I feel like one of the biggest ones was the Soompi forums Mm. and just forums in general because I feel like in this period of time of the internet, like forums were like the place for fandom content. Um, And like when I was in high school in the early 2000s, I managed fan forums on Mm fanforum.net for various celebrities and TV shows and stuff. So I'm very used to a forum uh, as a layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Soompi forums were really popular globally and they had like threads with tens of millions of views on them. They Mm -hmm. were active constantly, like split up into every tiny category you could think of. And particularly, they had a section called Shipper's Paradise, which was, like, all about shipping. And I checked. I went on the archive to see what the forum looked like on July 18th. And the Mino Sully ship was, like, the mm. most popular to one. Because To the Beautiful You had aired in October the year before. Yeah. And everybody, like, loved them together. And they were mm. so cute and all the, like, And Shiny FX stuff. was very yes. close. Yeah. So that was a really popular ship. Also... The Yonghwa Sohyun, this was a We Got Married couple, uh, Yonghwa from CN Blue and Sohyun from Girls' Generation. Mm. They were already off of We Got Married, but their like shippers remained strong. And wow. this page was at 13.4 million views. Wow. And they hadn't been on We Got Married for years. <laughs> um, and also, I just noticed another like funny, like kind of wow, how the times have changed moment. 
on July 18th on the Soompi forum for groups, individual groups, the official Bangtan Boys fan thread had 16 replies. Wow. What a world. What a there world. There were only six, and I bet it was only four people. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. let myself, I, I like did not let myself click through the forums too long. Cause I could have, I would lose a week yeah, of yeah, my yeah. life if you let me go like <laughs> look at old fan forum stuff. Well, especially because Zumpy mm, had to have been one of the only and definitely the most reliable international fan space. Mm -hmm. And so like for, you know, all these people all over the world that they are the only person they know that yeah. knows anything about K-pop, like they've got to go to Soompi. And so like everyone is going to just be flocking there. So yeah. interesting. Whereas like now you can have it anywhere, you know, like you could go, you could take it to your Twitter, your own personal Tumblr, your Instagram, whatever. There's yeah, yeah, like yeah. YouTube, so many different places for you to go. And here it's like, all in one place. Yeah. Another one that was really important and that I used for a lot of the news research earlier is a live journal yes. community called Omona They Didn't. And this is an offshoot of the very popular live journal celebrity gossip community that was called Oh No They Didn't, mm -hmm. which was my entire personality when I was in college. <laughs> I was so into Oh No They Didn't and I made so many friends on Oh No They Didn't that I have like met in person and remain friends with to this day. Amazing. But also Oh No They Didn't is still active. I'm, it's yeah, not they are. as active as it used to be, but, but honestly, it's still there. It's still there and it's a, it's a, a story we use on this mm -hmm. on this podcast all the time um also tumblr and as far as i knew at the time like my, i did the majority of my k-pop standing on soompi and on tumblr those yeah. were the places um because i feel like tumblr at the time was still it was really easy to use like all of the like plugins and stuff that like made the like tags, but like, what was that thing called? Do you remember what it was called? There was like a extension that you could get for Tumblr that like made it better and like everybody used it. And then at some point it like stopped working. I can't remember what it was called I don't now. Remember. A Chrome extension, like a, or yeah, I think oh, it right, was like because it would have had to have been on the computer, and it like made Tumblr oh, girl, better. How many years ago did I, I use Tumblr on the computer? Like I now, I only use it on my phone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't remember. know. I don't. But know. the point is that Tumblr was great at the time. I mean, I'm, yeah. I know it still like exists, but this was like before Yahoo bought it, and like when Tumblr was still like as great as it could ever be yeah. or whatever peak peak tumblr and i spent so much time making gifs and lots of people spent lots of time making gifs yeah. and like it was a great place for like fangirl times yeah, yeah yeah i still some of the tumblr blogs that i follow i have been follow like the k-pop blogs that i've been following i've been following since yeah. like 2013 for sure um as far as like Instagram, Instagram was fairly new as a platform. Mm. So like not many idols were using it yet. Yeah. Especially because at the time, this was not a period where idols all had their own phones. Right. Like that's pretty standard now. Like I don't even really know of groups 
like you know do new the no jeans debuted yeah, with yeah, phones yeah. right and so like i don't even think they do that anymore but at the time idols were not allowed to have their own phones they were not allowed to have their own personal accounts on anything yeah so and there was yeah. also like I don't think that they did like verification. So yeah. there was like no way to know if yeah, it like, like actually was Instagram a celebrity. Yeah. Do verification. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was still very new. Yeah. And Instagram, like at the time they had just like just this summer added the ability to add a 15 second video. Like before then it was only, it was only pictures. pictures. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't even like captions and hashtags. Like I feel like the early Instagram was like picture. Mm. Like that's it. That's all you get. So it was not as important at the time, for sure. Twitter, similarly, still had a 140 character limit. The photo embedding was not very good. So you usually had to use a website like TwitPic mm. or TinyPic and or upload, your, or upload your pictures yeah. separately and put a link to the picture in your tweet in which you had very few characters. Yeah. And like if you retweeted something, like, I don't know. Twitter was very complicated at the time. And so it was definitely not used as widely for like standing purposes right. as it is. And there now. was no like trending a hashtag or something like that, or like getting K-pop to trend on Twitter would never have happened in 2013. I don't think so. Um, but in 2013, we did have Vine. Oh, Vine, Vine still existed. So there was a lot of pretty good K-pop meme content mm. on Vine because the six second limit that yeah. Vine had meant that you had to be really snappy. And so people would find like the funniest like yeah. one liners and little moments. And there was good meme content on like Vine. Um, YouTube was a very interesting place in 2013 because a lot of smaller artists and companies didn't even have official channels SM only had the SM Town channel, like the groups no didn't individual get artists channels, their own channels. Yeah. Um, and a lot of content was like uploaded or straight up created by fans. Like so many music videos were put up by the fans with captions in three languages on mm -hmm. the top and the bottom yeah. and like and they'd be color-coded <laughs> for the members and they would take a month to make yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just had to be patient and then you would find the tumblr page that had the link to every single episode etc 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 and as far as i know i didn't go di like digging too hard like there's a chance that real 2 p.m was on already but the point is is that idol groups were not creating content. content for mm. youtube yeah there was no going 17 there was no run bts like if yeah. an idol had if a group had a variety show it aired like on jtbc yeah, yeah, yeah. people weren't making content mm. for they YouTube. were going on hello baby yeah mm. so it was like very different space in that way for sure and another huge difference is that there was no live content yeah it was just not a thing VLive wouldn't exist for two more years. Mm -hmm. Instagram Live wouldn't exist for three more years. And there would occasionally be like a live streamed concert or special event like on a website. But idols didn't go live. Yeah. There was none of that like parasocial let's sit in the living room with Bang Chan stuff. Wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just not possible. Another thing that was not possible was streaming as we know it today. 
because the app that I used at the time to discover K-pop, Pandora, which does still exist, was essentially an internet radio app. Like you could choose an artist. I chose a girl's generation radio. Yeah. And then it would just play songs. You did not get to pick what song you right. listened to. There was no like, I'll make a playlist. I'm like, no, no, you listen to the songs that are served yeah. to you and you could thumb them up or thumb them down. And that was but it. That and was maybe it. <laughs> you'd hear them again. Yeah. So like at the time I bought what music I could officially from iTunes, but as K-pop was not as popular and not as global, there were a lot of artists and companies that didn't have music on iTunes. True. So I ripped a lot of my music from YouTube. YouTube to MP3, baby. YouTube to MP3 and then put them on my actual iPod. Yeah, on my iPod. And the first CD I ever made you to try to make you like shiny, I burned you a shiny CD of my ripped YouTube song. I still have it. I still have it. And I would listen to it in my car. When you were talking about knowing the whole A-Pink album phonetically, I was like, that's like my shiny mix CD that, that you gave me. I know. So because I was like the only thing I had. And there were a couple of songs on there that like I would play it in my car and like someone else would be in my car and they'd be like, why does this sound so tinny? And I would be like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, oh, cause it's a YouTube rip of a, of a concert. Rip concert. Of a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many of my songs were like, somebody's yeah. ripped shiny world DVD. And then I ripped that yeah, and then exactly. burned it onto a CD. So the quality had degraded yeah. several times, a few different times. And yeah, mm-hmm. I still remember the day the lucky star music video came yeah. out in like two forty P and damn it. We loved every pixel we had. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. Cause I was looking at the YouTube, like it was a w- Japanese release. So it was harder to find. Yes. Yeah. And I was looking at the YouTube, like, Wikipedia to try to be like, okay, what were the features that YouTube had in 2013? And they said that in 2013 they did allow for 720p uploads. But I feel like that was just, like, not... Most things were 240. Yeah. Most things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even my whole horde of we got married that I had the foresight to download 10 years ago because I knew they wouldn't last are 240p they're very very small and very very pixelated because I think because I feel like most people's internet like wasn't high speed and Mm -hmm. like a lot of things that are just so easy now like that you can just open tiktok and like keep scrolling and the videos happen instantly yeah shit if you used to pull things up on youtube and have to like wait you'd have to a minute for it to and like then walk load. away and go make yourself lunch and then when you came back the mega video would have loaded 72 percent, and now you can watch as much as you can <laughs> but you better hope it keeps loading while you watch or else it'll catch up yep and it'll start to buffer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah everything was really different that's the point everything was really different it was, different. Different, it was a different time um so that's all of the information from july the week of july 14th 2013 that i could find but closing thoughts i wrote some questions to like Mm -hmm. kick us off and 
the first one was like style trends we might have noticed. And tarantulas. I, tarant- I mean, yeah. The like creatures. For real, though, the, the creatures. Creep yeah. And the same exact creatures. That is really wild. I wonder those. if there was like an animal wrangler who had like given his given business his card, card to every network. Yeah, like, like I can get he you He went snakes. to an award show and was like, I got you. You need bugs. Well, it was like Zany Bros was like involved. They might have known a snake it's handler. True. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of like creepy stuff, like the creatures themselves, but then also just like generally the concepts, like for being a summer, a, mi- a week yeah. in the middle of the summer, we had at least three different boy groups that ha- that went for like a fog on the ground, heavy makeup, dangerous yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of comeback, uh-huh. Yeah, which is interesting. We talk about the style a lot, like in the hit stages when we like see it all. But there's a very specific like K-poppy look that was happening at this time. Like the boys were all wearing like chunky sneakers with very tight pants. Mm-hmm. Like or dropped crotches. Drop crotch pants or super tight pants. A lot of just like a vest with the yes. arms out. Mm-hmm. Armpit hair on everybody because yep. that was still... Yeah, that was I still noticed that in the Vic stage, especially. Because uh, they all had shorts. They all had sleeveless yeah. uh, things. And then Except I feel, for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was very covered up. And the boy haircut, like I feel like the vast majority of boys at this time had that very combed forward. Super, yeah. Just that like super goes forward all the way bangs. down over their eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. Bangs. All the way Heavy forward. bangs. Um, and yeah, and we had, I think more variety in the girl concepts for this particular week that we looked at, I would say. Yeah. Do you have any favorite songs or fun observations from this chunk that you have yet to mention? I mean, again, very surprised by all the tarantulas, um, (laughs) but, uh, favorite, I mean, I love recipe. I really liked shadow though. I thought that Mm -hmm. was really fun. Um, and I don't know that much about beast, um what else do i really like that we just talked about i'm just scrolling through it all i don't know to be honest it was like a very i was a little bit surprised by i wasn't surprised by how many of these things i recognized Mm -hmm. but i was surprised by how many of these things i thought were still good and entertaining like very very few of the there was like one song that we listened to that I was like "Mm, the song is kind of boring but that was like my biggest criticism of kind of anything that we listened to like nothing stood out to me as like oh god this is awful except for maybe wolf um but we didn't have to listen to that no we didn't so you know I was spared yeah (laughs) the other thing I wanted to discuss was just how k-pop endures and how many of the groups that we talked about in this very specific week are still not only like active but are active this week now like exo is back right now true um shiny just came back uh dara from 21 just like made her first real korean solo debut this week true her brother thunder from m black announced his wedding this Ooh, week exciting which i did congratulations thunder have to make a i just have to make a little jokey observation that it's very brotherly of him to wait for the week that his sister finally makes her solo comeback to go on tv and be like i've been dating a gugudan for four years and we're getting married in september 
oh, how staging to steal little bitch. her thunder. Yeah. I just I wanted to make that there. terrible joke. I like it. Like Super it. Junior DNE left SM this week. Oh yeah, that like, was big news. Um, what else? Yeah, Laha and Bjol and their kids have a TV show still. Um, one of the highlights, Beast highlights, is also getting married very soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that Infinite. I think they announced that Infinite is coming back soon. Uh huh. I think Infinite is doing something soon. Um. I mean, A-Pink came out with something, like, earlier this year. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely so much, so many idols still active. Still active. And I just, like, I wrote this as a question. I don't, like, have an answer, but I don't know, something to think about. But it's very interesting. Like, why is it that it seems like the second gen has so much staying power, Mm. like, compared to the first? Like... What is it that there's so many of these groups that literally 10 whole years later are almost as active as they were 10 years ago? Like, yeah, well, I would say, A, I think we can pretty confidently assert that the second gen is just better than the first. Like, they are more talented and the songs are better written and, like, it's just generally a better quality situation but also it might be i bet a huge piece of it is uh just like being around for the major push of the hollywood wave Mm -hmm. like the first generation like came and then kind of went because it was still really only popular in korea but then boa is what starts the second generation and that's when it started really leaving and so then you get groups that like like shiny that is like well that's popular in so many other countries as mm-hmm. well and like well exo like exploded and then like bts went mm, crazy mainstream and even then you get like well i guess technically we consider them third gen but we talked about them in this yeah. episode but like to anyone like big bang like they went global and had such big success that maybe maybe that's why they're still around. i also wonder if it's some element of like the things that i talked about that like while k-pop was getting global it was still quite difficult for Mm -hmm. fans Mm -hmm. of this generation to access the content in the first place yeah and like i wonder if the work that we had to put in to be k-pop stands inspired a level of loyalty that like has allowed all of these people to like keep going that could totally be it especially (laughs) if you bring it because like i've seen a lot of discussion in fandom spaces about like how quickly people move on from fandoms and it's like do you have any idea how long like the spurk fans have been like writing fanfic for their fucking 60 years 60 goddamn years And then, like, you get people that are, like, changing every, like, couple weeks or something. But I think even, like, without comparing, like, endurance in that sense, but also we had to put in that extra work to be fans. And now we are adults with ideally more money than we had 10 years ago. And, and... We see how accessible K-pop is now and we say, hey, we want that too. 
right? And so we can be there to say, give me my TVXQ beyond live. Right, right, right. Because now that's a thing that exists and I want it because you can actually have Mm -hmm. my money. And so maybe that's also why they're sticking around. Yeah. We're still around. Because we're all still around. (laughs) And now we're coming up to Shiny and we're saying, hey, I wrote a song for you. You want to sing it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, anything else I forgot? Anything to add about... About 2013? 2013? I don't know. And our journey in the last 10 years? Where were you in 2013? I lived in Austin, Texas, and I worked at... I, like, this is all so deeply burned into my brain. Like, the week that I discovered K-pop... I was working, I was a temp at a place that did testing for nurses. Mm. Like I was just doing like processing stuff. And I had like every week I would like have a different job and sit at a different desk. So it's like, I remember like where I was and what I was doing in that office. Like the day I turned this Pandora station on. And I also just all must have been so fast and hard for me because it was like I girls generation to a pink and then I saw and I watched we got married saw Mino for the first time was like all into shiny and then by the time that everybody came out in October I was as in it as someone could be in it yeah 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 like it was all very very fast Mm -hmm. And it all feels like a crazy blur and it's wild to think about. And when I watch things from this era, like those first couple episodes of the Taming Now and We Got Married season, like I just remember what it felt like for all of this to be so new. New. I didn't, I didn't understand any of it. I Mm -hmm. had no reference for any of these celebrities or any, I didn't know what any Korean food tasted like. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to read Hangul. I didn't know any words. I like, I just didn't know anything. Or even understanding like small cultural references. Yeah, totally. I was constantly, constantly Googling things. Mm And it was so fun to just like to dive in so hard and be like so immediately completely obsessed with something. And I had you on board by September. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which didn't take very long. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I was like, well, okay. I was living in California and I had just started grad school. Uh And so at this point I didn't know anything about K-pop, but in just a few short months, I would be in the library <laughs> procrastinating my thesis by watching Kuntoria We Got Married <laughs> yeah. in 240p that you had like emailed me <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a it was a fast fall for both of us. It was a really fast fall. And ten years later, here we are. Yeah, it doesn't, it truly doesn't, on some level, it does not feel like ten years have passed at all. But then when I think about just how different everything is it really does feel like 10 years yes that's true that's true because when you because you don't like recognize the passage of time as it happens but when you sit down and you look at one year and then you think about what it is now today Mm -hmm. like yeah it's pretty it's pretty stark the yeah. differences it's but. wild but i mean i will be i will be forever grateful mm-hmm. that i did find it k-pop is something that to this day continues to give me 
so much joy and like i know we said this in the shiny episode last week but like i'm just like so grateful that i that i found the groups that i found and like that the people that i chose to put so much of my like heart and soul and love into are like still Still around around for me and like giving me new content all the time. And so I don't have to feel like 10 crazy years have passed or that like, Oh, time passed me by. And like, I do sometimes feel very old. Like a lot of the like new K-pop makes me feel very old. And like, I'm out of, I'm kind of out of touch in that way. But at the same time, the things that I like remain relevant. So I don't have to be that out of touch. Like it would be sad if like uh, my favorite group was, disbanded or something. Yeah. I couldn't, I was trying to think of an example, but generally, yeah. If my group was like disbanded by now and it'd be like, Oh, I really liked K-pop 10 years ago, but I'm out of it now. Even if they weren't disbanded, but like if your favorite group was TVXQ, for example, which is technically still together, but they like never do anything (laughs) like that would be so annoying. Cause then you'll like see them like promoting like skincare, like none other Japanese single. And you're like, put on a fucking (laughs) album, you tools. Like, God damn it. Put down the baby and get in the studio. You have a child to feed. You have mouths to feed. But anyway, but anyway, thankfully we don't have to go through that. No, really, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, this was really fun to like yeah. take a look at, and um, I highly encourage like however long you have been a K-pop fan, like go visit yeah. the time that you came to it because Hop it's your really fun machine. to have a look back. And I'd love to know in the comments or the Discord or whatever, like when is when was your time that you fell into K-pop, like. What was it like then? And if you've been a fan even longer than us, like, I don't know. I'm just also, I'm deeply interested in all of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I hope that all of you like pandemic K-pop fans found this interesting because you got to come into a very different world than That's we did. That's very true. That is very true. Your idols are, have always been so accessible <laughs> to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Don't take it for granted. (laughs) Um, All right. With that, let's go do a random game. Woo! All right. We are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us boy group Omega X. Yes. This is an 11 member group. Still has all 11 of their members. And they debuted in 2021. Uh, Most of the members pre-debut, if not all of them, but I'm not going to go through and count all of them right here in this list. Uh, But most of the members, if not all of them, participated in some form of competition, trainee group that resulted resulted in a temporary group like Mix 9, Produce 101, Under 19, etc. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of them. Um, even the unit, they had some members in that. Um, but so they debuted in 2021 with an EP called Vamos uh, under a company called Spire. And then Omega X got into the news in October of last year when a video was leaked showing the CEO of Spire Entertainment 
verbally and physically like assaulting one of the members while one of them was fainting or something. It was like a crazy, terrible thing. It was really thing. crazy. And it like happened here in LA and like yeah, the video like, evidence were was so damning. And yeah. then like, and the then there was multiple video evidences of different incidents, not even just like different angles of the same thing. It was like, here's another example of this same woman like yelling at them while a different member has a panic attack. And so a whole bunch of different things came to light. The company tried to just like apologize and sweep it under the rug, but eventually they did file a lawsuit to get out of their uh, contracts and they succeeded. Uh, on January of this year, Omega X announced that they had won their lawsuit. Their contracts with Spire were suspended and it seems like they're now under a company called IPQ. And that was um, just announced like, a week ago. Yeah. So like very, very recently. Um, so they have officially terminated their contract in May and signed a new contract uh, just this month with IPQ. Overall, they have released one full album and three EPs uh, and one single album. Uh, and their most watched music video is for the song that came out last year, which is called Love Me Like. Yeah, so we're going to give that a watch. And if you want to watch it with us, just go ahead and pull it up and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, I remember this song being on one of my like lists. End of the year list. Yeah, I knew it was this one. Spooky masks. Like, almost like... They're ski masks, but they masks. have like, like yeah, like, with, like mariachi gold I love that what is that a trumpet whatever it is it's very in addicting pretty fuzzy sweater yeah some nice chesties and tummies yeah. and stuff happening here taps. ooh velvet suit it's always wild when you see a group that has so many people in it. Yes, I am like, wow, there really are 11, 11 of, them. of them. Yeah. Well, it was funny even like when we were watching. Yeah, because there's so many. That's right. I remember this. Right. I loved that choreo. It's like so many hips. There. That. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa, yes, they have strong the knees. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. I think I sent you and Jenna a performance of this because I was like, this choreo is slutty and I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's all in the hips. But yeah, it's funny to like see so many people and then be like, oh, none of them are backup dancers. They're all part They're of the group. all the group. I do really like the styling in this music video. It's a lot of different styling. Different. Like they have like five full different outfits yeah. and none of them are ever wearing like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a lot of different looks here. Yeah. Yeah, we have like a blue velvet look. We've got like a black mesh and fishnet look. We've and got then like, like a, a soft jeans and sweater soft boyfriend look. moment. And this this room with the really low ceilings is definitely like a K-pop staple. The, oh like, yeah, that box room. Yeah, we need to dance. Oh no, again. One of them was laying in some bullets earlier, so oh, I was really? waiting I for the gun to come out. <laughs> 
That yellow that sweater, sweater looks though, so, it's so comfy good. and good. It's like a very show new sweater yes! in the like crop <laughs> and the huge shoulders. Ah, uh, show new. We'll get to see Shonu in like a month. I can't <laughs> wait! I've been thinking about him every day. <laughs> yeah, good Yay, job. I good like job. that song a lot. Well, I I I think we said this to the Helix gang because they represent yeah. them, but like I wish only good things for Omega X. Like they've all been through the fucking ringer yeah, with all so of their pre-debut activities stuff. and then being abused by this awful woman. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that and they And then having to go through a lawsuit where they had to like publicly testify about all of that abuse. Like they've just had a very very difficult time in the like two years that it's been since their debut and even before that so So yeah i just hope that this new company treats them right and that they just like i don't know get to sing for their job because that's what they want to do that's all they want to do so i hope they get to make the music they want yeah all right weekly recommendation time Anything you want to recommend? I have literally listened to nothing but Shiny. You haven't even listened to Exist yet, still? I haven't listened to EXO. I have not watched the music video. I have seen every Monster X teaser. Okay. (laughs) And that's the only thing that I'm updated on. Right. Because Shonu wants me diseased. Yeah. I did. I'm dying a little bit more every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe like, you. You don't even like boats. <laughs> don't want to be but those boat. captain, that captain, Laying back the captain with all pictures. his chains and his chest. <laughs> it's not a recommendation. I don't know if you haven't looked at those pictures. Pull up Monster X's Instagram. That's my recommendation. Yeah, that's a Look good recommendation. Shonu. That's my recommendation. Prepare yourself for whatever the. Fuck, Shonu and Young Wan are gonna do to yeah. us. In it just should a be few great. short days. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I'll make my recommendation since I'll wait for you to finally have your moment to take in the EXO comeback. <laughs> I know it will happen. So I will just recommend because it's comeback adjacent. But if you have yet to watch the EXO killing voice on Dingo Music, it is absolutely fucking incredible. They are so good. They seem so like ready and happy to be back. And like, there's just, there's no one. I, I'm sorry to make such a definitive statement, but there is no one in K-pop that can top the vocal line of EXO. Chen, Dio, and Baekhyun are some of the greatest, like just the greatest K-pop vocalists. They are so amazingly talented and they do it so effortlessly and so perfectly. And all of the stages they have done this week have been full live vocals. And we know that they are live because Chanyeol keeps fucking up lyrics. (laughs) So like they are singing for real. And they're so good. They're so good. And I what love it. What is this it. excuse? He's been out of the military <laughs> for how long now? I don't know. Get your shit together, Tanyol. You have one job. Yeah. But this Killing Voice is so great. They do a medley of like songs all throughout their career. Absolutely smash them. They're so good. 
they look so cute and are having so much fun and like a funny like applicable to this episode thing is that there was an article noting that this killing voice performance has tens of millions of more views than the cream soda music video and asian junkie i believe is the one who noted that hag fans like us of exo's generation don't watch things just to watch things yeah 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 the reason this one is more popular is because everyone wants to watch it. We are not of a streaming music yeah, yeah, videos yeah. We're generation. We're going to watch it once and then we're going to buy the CD and we'll and listen to done. it off of the CD. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So that was just like a funny note. They're like, yeah, everyone's yeah. watching The Killing Voice more than the music video. Like, I duh. haven't watched that yet either because I have fully not allowed myself to acknowledge Exo's existence. Existence. Uh, but... I did see a lot of really funny jokes about Chen singing for his children's supper on that <laughs> killing voice one because yeah. he kills it. He absolutely course. destroys. And yeah, it's great. And it's fun to see them back. I'm obviously like very sad for Kai that he like had to miss this, but also you had so much time to enlist, bro. I, I don't know. feel bad. I know. I don't feel bad. I know. He put it off too long. <laughs> I don't feel bad. He put it off too long. <laughs> But his being gone, because there's never been an EXO comeback without Kai, has made everybody, like, so much more aware of the other members. Like, word on the street is, like, this is Schumann's comeback. Because, like, his center moments are very good. And, like, everybody gets center moments in Cream Soda because Kai is not there to be the center. Sure. And so it's just kind of interesting in an EXO history way of, like, all of them are getting having to like try to fill his very big visual hole. Yeah, true, true, true. Interesting. It interesting. is interesting. I wonder also because it's funny because like he's so dynamic as a dancer and a performer and like he is usually the center and he is the visual but he's kind of quiet personality wise. Yes. Like in when it comes to variety and stuff, like he does not leave a huge hole in that sense. So I wonder how it just generally is affecting the dynamic yeah. to like not have We'll him see there. because but EXO yeah, we'll Ladder see. new season premieres next week. Oh shit. <laughs> I never even watched the last one. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also fun, like, similarly to what we were talking about in the shiny. They put these, first of all, SM, fuck you for putting these two yeah, things too close together. Yeah, how dare you? I don't, I can't, I don't <laughs> have time. I haven't finished. I needed a whole month for shiny. And they're still putting things out daily. I know. So I'm I, very behind in shiny content. It's hard. And then you throw an EXO album at me? That's but, rude. It's so rude. But like we were saying with the shiny in the shiny comeback special, it is very fun and exciting to see EXO participating in fourth slash fifth gen K-pop things. Sure. Like they did a relay, an M2 relay dance. They've never done one of those before. And like, yeah. Ending fairies on the music shows and just like shit that weirdly didn't exist even like three, four years yeah. ago. And it's fun to see like EXO have to do them because they're old now too. They're dads, (laughs) literally. Literal, literal fothers. So funny. Um, Yeah. So that's, they gotta gotta feed those kids, man. Everyone's got kids to feed. Everyone's got kids to feed. So buy real music. So buy real music, buy the albums. Um, And yeah, 
And my, I said it earlier, but also another recommendation, Haha ha Bus. It's available on Vicky. It's a really, really, really fun time. If you nice. like cute kid family mukbangy content shows, it's got all of that for you. So there you go. Um, and that will do it for this week's episode. As mentioned up top on Patreon, you can watch us watch my origin story video as well as our shiny listening party will be out this week and Queendom puzzle recaps are coming out weekly. So patreon.com slash pod for bonus content over there. Um, you can find us on Instagram at amakpoppod. You can email us amakpoppod at gmail.com. You can leave us voicemails. We got some voicemails about cream soda as soon as it came out. <laughs> we had some desperate XOLs who needed to say something. That is what the voicemail box that is, is what for. one eight one amakpop 5 if I didn't say that. P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026, if you want to send us mail. At Linktree slash Pop, you can find our YouTube and our Spotify, where we have playlists of all the things that we talked about in this episode, as well as every other episode uh, delineated by episode. And you can also find our Discord in there. And I did just want to plug, because I think it's really interesting and I'm very excited about it, but there is an event happening on our Discord at the end of the month. Let me find the exact date so that i can tell you on july 29th and july 30th on in our discord there is going to be a photo card training photo card trading training exercise because we have a couple of girls in our discord who are very into photo card trading which has a lot of moving parts and vocabulary and things you need to know and websites oh, you need to go to because so it's, it's like a so you want to trade photo cards. Yes. This is where you start. They're going to be teaching everybody how to in our PC trades channel. And Fun. then if you have cards that you want to trade or sell or give away, it's all going to be happening on those two days. And we are going to be doing an episode in the end of August all about K-pop collecting and trading. So I'm very excited to attend this and learn <laughs> as much as I can because I have a bunch of photo cards that I would like to trade, sell, give away myself. So if that sounds interesting to you, join our Discord. And come to that on July 29th and uh, 30th. I love it. And ask me about kpop.com. You can buy merch. We have stickers, buttons, keychains. You can get, get your clear bag for KCON. Clear vinyl bags for KCON. Uh, if you are coming to KCON, I definitely would like to get more organized this year about our a like meetup, mm -hmm. like decide a time and place way ahead of time so that yeah. everybody knows where to be. Cause I would love to see all of your faces again. I want to bring some fun merch yeah, and we'll stuff to merch. give you. We have our a likes, uh, poster that we got last time and yeah. had everybody sign i want to bring it back this year and get more signatures on it so anyway if you're coming to kcon stay tuned we'll announce like where to find us because we're looking forward to kcon so very much yes every year every year and i believe that is it and i will stop there thank you so much for listening to this um we love and appreciate you guys and i love and appreciate k-pop and i'm so grateful to have spent an entire decade Yay! of my life loving it to another 10 years yeah cheers to that all right see you in two weeks goodbye bye-bye jongyan you're our inspiration bye.